morning routine. Cap and Jay Hood. Follow Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, 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 David Kaplan's off today. I'm Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. We'll open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. Brought to you by Connie's Pizza. Not just this show, but all the shows you can watch live. On Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN went down in Chicago. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Football Friday. So much to talk about here on the show today. By the way, so before we get into what I want to talk to you about, so Shay, I'm I'm at um, the Dunkin' Donuts this morning, and you're in the drive-through because, as I told you, the one in Jackson Highlands. Uh, where I go to on the south side, you can't go in there at 5 a.m. The doors are locked, so you got to go through the drive-through. And so there I am getting the, the coffee that I usually get. Ah, ah, that sounds good. That's and by the way, that's coffee. By the way, and that's not what you think it is. That's my spoon uh, hitting the cup. Nonetheless, I just wanted you to know that I'm there and I order. And before I order, there's a pace bus, like a pace van. And, Jay Moore, you've seen these, right? I think they take the elderly for dialysis or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, they pick them up. Yeah, so it's like this pace thing. It's a big white pace. And so she's to my right. And the lady said, excuse me, may I help you? And the lady from the pace uh, uh, little van says, yeah, let me have uh, black coffee, three sugars. Also, let me have a uh, breakfast sandwich and hash browns. Thank you. And I'm like, wait, I'm the one closest to the window. Wait, wait, hold on a second. So someone that's not even in the line, again, there's a drive through but she's to the right of me yelling out her order over my, over my vehicle. Like, wait, hold on a second. So that person gets precedence over me? I'm the one that's next in line. But she's to my right, I don't know, maybe 10 yards away, sh- shouting out her order, let me have a black coffee, three sugars, let me have a sandwich, and let me have, like, hold on a second. So now, it, what my point is, Shay, is like, everyone's changing the rules now, right? Everyone's just, 2023, you just be able to shout out an order, just and not be behind me, but to the side of me shouting out an order. What about me? Instant gratification. Everybody's got to get what they want right away. I mean, what, what, is, what is going on with society where even people just can't just do what we've seen for, for years, there is a drive-in that's a drive-through that's built. So you have one car at a time. The idea that she is to my right, shouting out an order, and the lady's like, "Okay, I got it." That they might be friends, they might know each other, but there's a protocol. What happened to protocol in this country? 
You know what it is? McDonald's ruined it when they started the two drive-through lanes. Yes. Now everybody thinks it's just acceptable to get into the side of it and scream. Wait a minute! Like that. Like and by the way, if it was a twofer, like you said, if it was one of those things, like I can, I, I get it, right? You because she has her own, uh, you know, uh, menu and speaker front of her. box. Yeah, the whole speaker box. If you're part of the expression, she's got her own box. My whole point is, is that she didn't have her own box. I had my box. How is she going to have her box? Like, I, no, you, she can't scream into my Phrasing. box. <laughs> oh, I, maybe I should have said that. But you understand the point, though, Shay, right? Shay? I can't get over. I can't get over the thought. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I'd be getting trouble. I'm just saying. She didn't have her own box. I had my box. She had, I mean, she didn't have a box to scream into. That's all I'm saying. And you, know, I forgot what we were talking. Oh about. yeah, well, just oh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. So I just, I, I just don't, I don't understand protocol. What happened to the protocol? That's my point. You know, I know that there's a mayoral, mayoral race happening here, and there's always. I would run on protocol. That would be my my stance. What happened to protocol in this country? Follow the damn rules. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't win, but I'm saying that that's that's the thing I would stand on. Put me in the debate. Well, I'm running on protocol. Taxes. Uh, crime? No, protocol. And I'll give the Dunkin' Donuts story and I'll get a few votes from that, I'm sure. That's how I looked at it. That's how I started my morning. Screaming over the top. Like, like, what is going on here? Anyway, that's how I started my day. It's not necessarily bad, but just odd. I'm, I'm all here for the odd. It wasn't like a bad day because I still got my order, but just the... <laughs> like, who screams over the top of another uh, customer to get their order? It's just... But that's, what, that's my day today. But it's much better now because I'm at the uh, Old National Bank Studios, and I want to talk to you about a number of things here this morning. But first, I want to, something about the Bulls-Pistons game resonated with me. Not necessarily the game, because that's not what we're going to break down this morning. I want to talk to you about what I saw in Paris, France. In Paris, France, watching the Bulls, because that's where they played yesterday. I saw a whole bunch of Bulls jerseys everywhere. And that's, that's pretty commonplace. There's Bulls fans everywhere. Because of Michael Jordan. You know, when I was watching that game, you know what occurred to me? We in Chicago are lacking star power. It's because of the teams and the unwillingness to be a winning perennial franchise. You know, growing up on the south side of the city, 20 minutes from guaranteed rate field, was a home that couldn't wait for the big game to come on the television. The big game could be a Bears game. It could be a boxing event. It could be baseball, basketball. My dad and his friends pretty much raised me on watching big games and pointing out difference-making players. And through the haze of the cigar and pipe and cigarette smoke and the brown liquor flowing while watching that big box TV was a lot of stars on that television that we would see from the city. I was able to enjoy what a star looks like in this, in this town when I was a kid. I was able to enjoy what a star in sports looks like. So what is the media saying about my guy? I would wonder as a kid, right? Now, what's the media saying about my team? What's the media saying about my organization? The organization that I plant my flag for. The teams that my dad and my cousins and my uncles love to come over to the hood house to watch. What are they saying about them? That's what I would wonder as a kid because you couldn't wait to be able to go and check out those newspaper clippings or those magazines when I was a kid. It was cool because as a lifelong sports fan, you want to learn so much about your favorite team. So as I mentioned, I was in the Hood Cave yesterday, the rare time where you could watch the NBA 
on a weeknight or on a weekday because it was a two o'clock game. So I'm watching Bulls Pistons and the game in Paris, France. And it was a much bigger event than I thought it would be. There was rappers there, actors, basketball, royalty was there. Other dignitaries were there in Paris for this random regular season game, right? There are so many Bulls fans in Paris. They either flew in to be there live in that city or they're just Bulls fans that's in France. A producer from NBC Sports Chicago that flew over texted me and said that that arena had this United Center feel from the fans, which is completely dope, right? It's great that it was that feeling like it felt like a Bulls home game because there's so many Bulls fans that were in Paris for this game. Bulls jerseys, everywhere to represent. It also was a celebration of the continued strength of the international footprint on today's NBA game. When the Bulls and Michael Jordan, along with B.J. Armstrong, who who was then a Bulls guard, and now he's an NBA agent, when they were at the game yesterday, they they were there because it represented when they played in Paris in 1997. Think about this. About one of every 14 NBA players was born outside the United States during that time, in 1997. But I guess my bigger point to this is, is that Michael Jordan casted such a wide shadow over our city. Michael Jordan casted such a wide shadow over the country and the world. Bigger than Oprah, bigger than Siskel and Ebert, bigger than anything else you could think of in Chicago at the time. Bigger than anything. And actually, Michael Jordan was bigger than any one franchise. Bigger than most companies. And people to this day marvel at the exploits of players like Walter Payton and the Bears from 1985. Because it's about personalities. It's about winning. It's about traditions. They're all components of staying power in this sports landscape in this city. So we can talk about the past, which I just did with Jordan and Payton. But let's talk a little bit about today. Where are we today? 2023. On January 20th, where are we today as far as star power is concerned? Because the thing that makes sports go round and round is star power. It's one thing to say, I root for this team, I love this team. But it's something to be said about one of your favorite teams that has a star on it. Where it's like, not only are they a star in Chicago, but they're a star in their sport. That they're a difference maker, a cornerstone in the sport. So what about today? We talk at nauseum about Justin Fields. For the Chicago Bears. And rightfully so because he was drafted by the Bears and we saw some signs of life from that position for the first time in a long time. Justin Fields is the guy for the Chicago Bears. And I think that you can easily say that because look at the rest of the roster. Nothing against Eddie Jackson, nothing against uh, you know some of the other guys in the secondary for this Bears team, nothing against David Montgomery or Cole Komet, but we all know that Justin Fields is that guy. A lightning rod for conversation and very polarizing. Is he the star in Chicago when you think of all the stars? Is he the guy? What about with the Chicago Bulls with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan? Now, those two guys are not homegrown. I mean, Justin Fields, as you all know, homegrown with this uh, Bulls team, uh, with his Bears team. But with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, not homegrown for the Bulls, but they play for the Bulls. What about Taves and Kane for the Hawks? Remember them? Remember the Blackhawks? They're still around, by the way. They still play hockey. But those two, part of 
multiple championship teams for the Chicago Blackhawks. Candace Parker is a Hall of Famer, the GOAT, playing for the Chicago Sky. I'm glad that she's in this city where she left Los Angeles, she's with Chicago, she's back home. I'm glad that we have a star in Candace Parker with the Chicago Sky. Now, you look around the landscape for the rest, and it's like Dylan Cease and Tim Anderson and Kyle Hendricks and Dansby Swanson, who just got here. I think that our city's bereft of quality stars. And I know a lot of that comes from winning. A lot of that comes from teams having a commitment to winning. But here's what I want to talk to you about. And, Shay, let's open the phone lines this morning, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. That's our telephone number. I want to talk to you a little bit about who represents Chicago sports in 2023. If Justin Fields is the number one guy on your list, then who's second? Is there a distant second there, or is there someone that comes to mind you say, well, you know what, when you think of Chicago sports, you think of... Because I think it's it would be sad that in 2023, as we have this conversation on this snowy Friday morning, that the person that represents Chicago is still Michael Jordan. That's a shame. Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets. Michael Jordan is not in the public eye in Chicago. I wish he was around more often, but he's got business with the Charlotte Hornets. And even though that he did so much for the city while he played uh, in the post, he was with the Wizards as a front office person, as a player, and he's with Charlotte. He's never around. He's never in the public eye. Um, as much as I love Walter Payton, he's passed away. And I know that he's in the hearts and minds of many that love the Chicago Bears and Walter Payton because Sweetness was a special player. But what about 2023? Like if I say who's the guy who represents Chicago sports in 2023, if Justin Fields comes first, then who's the close second? When you go out of town, and I know many of you travel that listen to the show, or if you're living someplace else, you say, I'm from Chicago. And they're a Chicago sports fan. Do they go, when you have those conversations, do they go back to the 80s and 90s and talk about sports in Chicago? Or do they talk about what's happening in 2023? So let's talk about it. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. We are lacking star power in this city in 2023. Let's see if we can find them here. So who represents Chicago sports in 2023? We'll take your phone calls on that. Cap and Jay Hood, morning 7 to 10. Cap and Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap is off today. It's Jay Hood with you here on this football Friday. Glad that you're with us. You know, when you go out of town... Or if you live outside of the city and someone brings up Chicago sports, what do they talk about? You know, do you talk about the good old days of the 90s, the 80s? Or do you talk about what's happening today? Because I think that we are bereft of star power in this city. I named some, some stars here in Chicago, but does it resonate not just here but everywhere? Because when you're a star, the thing that keeps sports vibrant is what's next, what's new, what's fresh. And so when I look at Justin Fields... We, we talk about what could be all the time on this show about Justin Fields, what could be. Is he the guy? Uh, yeah, as far as him being the quarterback, but can he be a star? You know, Danny Zetterman and I went back and forth, especially when Fields was first um, drafted. And Danny said, oh, this guy's definitely a star. Well, you know, you could call him a star, but yet star power comes from production and being around a good team. That also matters. 
And the thing about Taves and Kane, like the star is, yeah, they're stars, but they're fading stars, especially on this hockey team. With Levine and DeRozan, they're not Chicago guys, but Levine is a star. He's an all-star. DeMar DeRozan's been around for a long time, but what kind of star are they? Are they the kind of star that resonates where when you go out of town, hey, what about this Zach Levine? Boy, this guy, I don't know if that's happening. There's a problem here with this. And hopefully moving forward with the Chicago Bears as they grow, that we'll start to see more stars. The idea that you have to go back 20 years, 30 years to be able to talk about stars in the city, that's a major problem. This has got to get better for the entire landscape. But it all starts with winning and development. So I, I'm, I'm kind of nosy this morning trying to kind of put in my beak into your conversations that you have with uh, out-of-towners or within your circle of sports friends. Who represents Chicago in 2023? 312-332-3776. It's a high bar with Jordan and those Bulls teams, a high bar with those Bears teams from the 80s. Anyone even close to that? Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. What do you think of that, Shay? Well, I, I would tell you when I go home, I mean, my, my friends know what I do. They all ask, what do you, they literally will ask, what do you talk about? Because outside perspective, they see all the teams here are not good. Mm-hmm. How do you get juice off of this stuff? And it's something I've thought about a lot. Justin Fields has been our savior because this is just like the guy we can talk about. Like you said, the lightning rod of conversation. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else in this city to me that represents that. That's part of the problem right now with with these teams. And and, and like I go back to thinking about the Benintendi signing in the White Sox. And Cap will tell you it's such a good signing and it's great great player you pick up a quality player on a nice contract but the problem for me was you have to be willing to to swim in the deep end of the pool you have to be willing to spend the 300 million and get the star the city needs it there isn't anybody there's a big difference between sizzle and steak when it comes to athletes you can bring someone and say oh ben attendee signed with the Sox." well there's sizzle there but where's the steak where's the sustainability of the person that you bring in there's a big difference between the two I just watched that game with the Bulls and Pistons in Paris. and like, there's a 23 jersey, another 23 jersey, there's a 33 jersey. I'm like, all of this are for former Bulls. And by the way, shout out to those that still have those retro jerseys. But what about the jerseys of today? And when you don't see the Levines walking down State Street, when you don't see the, uh, the Patrick Kane sweaters and stuff or the uh, Tave sweaters, it says a lot. Because the star power lacks in the city. And that's got to get better as we go to the phone lines to talk to you in Lombard. Here's Frank on ESPN 1000 on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Frank. Morning, Jay Hood. How you doing, man? I'm well. Thanks for checking in. Listen, we, we don't have any uh, national star power here. And that's the big problem. For being a second market team, we're a joke. I mean, you talk about the, I mean, here, the 2016 Cubs were probably the last national stars. Before that, it was probably Taves and Kane. Yeah. And right now, right now they talk about Justin Fields, and the only reason why they talk about Justin Fields is because we have the number one pick. Other than that, we don't we don't get talked about a lot. You know, it's funny about the Cubs, though, Frank. So it's a it's a long conversation, but I'll try to shorten it with you. When I say, you know, when the Cubs won the World Series, when they're on their run with Theo, the Cubs were not on WGN because the Cubs the the allure of the Cubs is. It's on Channel 9, it's on WGN Radio, so everyone can watch and listen to it, right? Because coast to coast, there are a lot of Cub fans because of WGN and the power of that channel. And and during that time, it's like, oh, you got Rizzo and you got Bryant and his Contreras, and you were able to win the World Series. But do you notice that after the Cubs won the World Series, all of a sudden, that star started to fade. All of a sudden, those guys that were supposed to be cornerstones for the city, it just went away because they all left. 
the biases and all those guys. Those guys that you think that would you would think that that would last for the, you know for a long time, but that was um, a flare and it was fun and then it just went away, didn't it, Frank? It just went away. Absolutely, and and that's why I'm saying we have zero star power like stars that actually game changers, if you want to call them. We have none, and for being a second market team or second, you know, we should have a lot more in this town. But uh, again, that all falls on the ownerships and on all of our sports teams. Yeah, that, that's true. That's uh, a great point. It's all about uh, ownership and it's about how you run your franchise. You know, you can go to a lot of different cities in this country and you can be able to pick out the star. And if you get to Chicago, it's like, well, Justin Fields looks like he's good. And, and the Bulls just don't have, they don't have the stake. They have the sizzle, but they don't have the stake. Same thing with the fading Blackhawks and with the White Sox. I can, make, I can stand here and make a case for Tim Anderson and how he changes the game. He changed the game on 35th and Vec. He changes the game for that for the American League Central. But what about baseball? Is he a bigger than life in the city? That's the difference. And I love Tim Anderson, and I'm a White Sox fan, but that's what it comes down to. The person that is representing the city, the face of the city. We don't have that. The idea that we still got Jordan, Pippen, all these, it's like, wow, man, we're still going back to that? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Southside Noel's on ESPN 1000. All right, Noel. Good morning, Jay. How are you doing, man? I'm well. Yeah, love listening to you guys, man. Uh, I got family outside the U.S. And for Chicago, especially the Bulls, it's, it is Michael Jordan. It continues to be Michael Jordan mm-hmm. for a reason. We have no stars in Chicago. When you talk about the Chicago Bulls outside the U.S., everybody associates Michael Jordan with, with uh, Chicago, not the shallow farmers or anything of that nature. That's the only star that they associate with the Bulls. Yeah, so when you call, so, when, so Noel, when you call home, everyone still is on talking about Jordan and talking about those years, right? That's, I mean, that's the they, only thing. They just talk only about it. Michael Jordan and, and the Bulls. When you see the Bulls, when you mention the Bulls, it's Michael Jordan. That's it. It's not, it's not the Zachary Dean or anybody else currently on the Bulls. You know what's interesting about that? For, for people that still talk about Michael Jordan, Mike's never around. <laughs> it's like you can find him in Florida. You can find him in California. Like he's the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. He's not around Charlotte. He's the owner. He's not even around the team in Charlotte. Doesn't it speak to like the watermark that he left though? I mean, I, I saw Cowley tweet yesterday that the game was at 85% Bulls fans mm-hmm. in Paris. I mean, the fact that Michael Jordan played so long ago, we're going on almost 30 years. And the fact that, it, it's been that long, and yet still, you go anywhere internationally, and if you play a basketball game, there's a Michael Jordan jersey in the crowd. There's a lot of them. Yes. There's Bulls jerseys everywhere. I think, uh, and we've had some callers say this, but a thing that I've been thinking about is it's so hard to follow in the footsteps. It's not like Chicago hasn't had any stars. Javi Baez was a great one. He was on video game covers on the north side. But it's so hard to follow in the shadow of Jordan who just it, even now still feels like he, he casts a shadow over this city in terms of sports. It's crazy. You would think someone, and, and I think Michael knows this too, but Mike's busy with these other business ventures. He's never around the city. I wish he was around more. Do you think the Bulls' management, the riff with them when he was there, ran him out of town? Well, well, Jay Moore, I, I think... I think that not, maybe not run him out of town, but he was able to choose as a businessman what was best, right? It's like, okay, so I know this is the last dance, and we all saw the documentary. 
So they knew when the last championship was happening in Utah. That was it. Then he goes to Washington. There was just going to be a disconnect. Jerry Krause could not wait to break that team up because he wanted, which is ridiculous. And he was saying on the record, too. That's the thing that people don't get. Like, it was wide open. Like, Jerry Krause is, is calling Cap at WGN to say, hey, I need to, five minutes with you. Okay. Uh, Phil Jackson can go, what was it, 82-0 and and still won't return as the Bulls coach. Michael Jordan and that group were done with Krause and Reinsdorf. And they want to do their own thing. And so... Even with that, I mean, this again, we're talking about 30 plus years ago, it still resonates with, with fans that Jordan is the guy, but Jordan has separated himself. There's been opportunities for Jordan to come back for Bulls thing, you know, some ceremonies or whatever. He's not doing it. And I understand it too. He's the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, but it's just amazing that you go watch the games in Paris, Bulls jerseys with, with Jordan and Pippen. It's crazy. Even today. It is true, Shay, that he does cast such a wide shadow, but someone should be able to fill that gap at some point. I mean, if, if Michael Jordan still is the guy in Chicago, that's a shame. That's tough. <laughs> it really is. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Not, not that I'm not proud of what Jordan did for the Bulls, but, boy, someone's got to be able to fill that gap at some point. As we go to Orlando, Florida, listening on the ESPN Chicago app, here's Austin on Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Austin. What up, Jay Hood? How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks for checking in. Good. Yeah, I 100% agree that this city is uh, just, there's no stars here. And I think Justin Fields is our best chance. But honestly, I think a lot of it is just the management of our team. We have been stuck in mediocrity for so long. And, you know, when you think of the Bulls, the next person I think of is Derek Rose. And he hasn't been here for years. Mm-hmm. For the Cubs, you go back to the championship team, the Blackhawks. Nobody cares about them right now, even with the stars that were still there during the championships. And, you know, Michael Jordan, he will, I think, forever loom over the city because he was always bigger than the city of Chicago as well. It keeps us in the 90s, though, Austin. It you know? does, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a problem. Like, when you want to be able to advance as a sports fan and say, okay, I know what the past was. And there's some that don't value the past. They just say, yeah, I wasn't around for that time. Jordan, I guess, was apparently great. All right, that's great. But that does nothing for the future That if Jordan Ab- is still the absolutely. face. Absolutely. You know? You know, and specifically, like, you know, with the, with the Bears, they finally have this image of what we want the future to be like and uh, it's the most refreshing image that i think we've had in the city for quite some time and it's going to take a while to get there but that's why i think justin fields could be the star that this city has been starving for for so long your lips to god's ears absolutely that's the hope for because the bears have needed this for so long so austin i'm glad you checked in from orlando we appreciate your telephone call now you see austin leaves line over for you 312-332-ESPN 332-3776 is our phone number we're asking you the question who represents chicago sports in 2023 so if it's justin fields then who's even a close second to that could, could Michael Jordan and Walter Payton and those players from the 80s and 90s, are they still the face of Chicago sports, the face of this state of Illinois? All these other budding stars that we talk about in today with football and basketball, are we still stuck in the 80s and 90s as, as far as trying to find stars in the city? Let's talk about that. Also still to come, divisional round starts tomorrow with the NFL. We're adopting playoff teams. We'll get to that coming up next. Cap and J Hood, morning seven to ten.
Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. Bulls beat the Pistons 126-108 in Paris behind 30 points from Zach Levine. The Blackhawks beat the Flyers 4-1 for their fifth win in six games. Mike Bray is stepping down as Notre Dame basketball coach as we were talking to you here on Cap and Jay Hood. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. It was streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app where you could find Good Karma Wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan or know of one, tell them to check out the Good Karma Wrestling podcast that's available on the ESPN Chicago app. It's right there for you if you want to check it out. Uh, we had our show yesterday, and uh, we were able to talk about a number of issues. One of our longer episodes, by the way. So, again, check it out. Love your support on Good Karma Wrestling. If you're just joining us this morning, hope that you have a ride in that's smooth and you're going to have a good day. We're talking about Chicago sports, not just Chicago sports, but who represents Chicago sports. It, it came to mind because I was watching the Bulls and Pistons uh, in Paris, and it sounded like the United Center. Uh, I talked to a producer that was there. It had that United Center feel, and there were so many Bulls jerseys. I mean, it's Bulls-Pistons, and by the way, that was a Pistons home game. They brought their crew. They brought their their, their uh, announcer. What's his name, Shay? The public address guy. Uh, Cedric. Cedric. He was there. He did the public address for that because it was a Pistons home game. Is it, is it Mason? I might be confusing Celtics color commentator. I think it's Mason for the Pistons. So he was there, and and there was dignitaries there. It was much bigger than I thought. I'm like, is that Pharrell? <laughs> he was there. It was a party in Paris, for sure, as you can hear. But, uh, but what I was looking at is all these Bulls jerseys from the past. I didn't see Levine jerseys. I see DeRozan jerseys. I saw Jordan and Pippen. And it just shows you the type of impact that they made in the city. So that's why we're talking to you about who represents Chicago sports in 2023. When you go out of town, someone talks to you about sports. They talk about the past. Or they talk about the present. Also, we're going to adopt some playoff teams here this hour. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. All right, let's go back to the phone lines to talk to you. We will say hello to G on the south side on ESPN 1000 on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, G. Good morning, Jay Hoodie. What's up, dude? What's cracking? Hey, look, man, so I believe, I believe it starts with winning, mm-hmm. right? Because if you guys remember, when Derrick Rose won the MVP, the city was on fire. He was all over the place. You would see Derrick Rose jerseys all over. I think he was the real last superstar of the city. And then, of course, when he left, you know, the, the buzz kind of left with him. Um, I agree. Like the the city's been itching for the White Sox because I think they were the the last real uh, viable possible winner with that team and, and the expectations. So the city was kind of itching and begging for that White Sox team to actually do something and you know produce a star like Tim Anderson. I mean, like my son loves Tim Anderson, has yeah. all of his jerseys, right? Yeah. But they didn't win, right? So if if we want that national you know, that, that national syndicate, uh, you know, notoriety and, and publicity, we have to win. And we have a cheap owner in Reinsdorf. Not right? true, not the true, cover. but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, well as far as baseball. Mm. Uh, okay, basketball he pays. But baseball, you know, that last signing and that being the highest signing that we've ever had in baseball history is absolutely insane. Right? I, I think it is bizarre that Benintendi – 
is making the most money, had the, the biggest salary or the biggest signing the Sox have had? Ben Intendi? Of all the players, right, I would, uh, I would not say that Jerry Reinsdorf's cheap. Actually, I mean, it's a great comment in 1994, but not in 2023. I think it is bizarre, though, that when we take a look at all the salaries and all the signings for the Sox, that Ben Intendi's making the most. Before that was Yasmani Grandal, and we'll see how that worked out. It is strange. But all the money that's being doled out across the country in baseball for Ben Intendi to be the guy is it's a head scratcher for me because I would love the Sox to be in that same stratosphere of being able to make these big signings and these big commitments, but they are not. I think that clicking the turnstiles also is an issue, but also it's a will it's a commitment to winning. What do you what do you want to be? You want to just be in second place? Do you just want to be just a contender or do you want to be a champion? And the Dodgers and the Mets and the Texas Rangers and Philadelphia, markets like that in baseball are telling you, we're going to go all in, pushing all our chips to the middle of the table, and we're going to at least try to get there. San Diego the same way. Padres are pushing all their chips in the middle of the table. They're like, you know what? We may not win, but we're going to try, and we'll spin through the nose to do so. So cheap, no, but I would say that uh, better effort financially, I'd love to see that. But that's me because I'm a Sox fan. It's the team that means the most to me in Chicago. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. There he is. It's Joey G from Melrose Park. Good morning, Dad. How are you, son? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I'm a little upset you didn't take me to work this morning. Oh well, I mean, listen, we I was running late and uh, arguing with the person at Dunkin' Donuts. So, yeah, well, I would have been in the car with you arguing with the person at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. to your point. Uh, the, the Michael Jordan legacy is locked worldwide. Walter Payton's legacy is locked countrywide. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin has uh, been talked a lot on other sports channels on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be up to polls to make him a legacy here in winning Super Bowl, and he will be talked about. But now if I'm out with the guys, again, we we talk about MJ, and oh, remember the coach and Peyton didn't <laughs> score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, it, 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 it's memories that me and you have lived to see. So, Again, I agree with you. Justice Fields is what we are talking about now. Uh, the other thing I talk about, too, I'm a Sox fan, Tim Anderson. Yeah. Uh, the home run in the Field of Dreams game to win it. Uh, you know, he's a special player, uh, but the White Sox don't get advertised. That's true. Uh, when I think about that game against the Yankees, that was just one of the great moments in recent history for the White Sox in that Field of Dreams game. You're so right about that, Joey. But the thing that I look at is is that Jordan's legacy can never be broken in this city. And, and I will say the same thing for Walter Payton. I mean, it's not about counting rings. It's about production. And Walter was that guy, no doubt about it. But I wonder about what the future brings. If we're talking about stars from the 80s and 90s that were able to give us so many great moments, what about this generation that didn't see them? What about this generation that didn't see those guys? Yeah, you can go back to YouTube and you can look at what those stars once did. But what about in this city? We need star power in a bad way. I'm talking about not just, you know, on your block or in your neighborhood or where do you live. I'm talking about nationally. 
Because I think the more the stars that you have, the better chance you can uh, get to win a championship. That's the thing that I look at so much. Man, some have never lived it. But when the Bulls are good and when the Bears are good, there's nothing like it. Because everyone's watching. You can't go anywhere. You can't go 50 feet without someone asking you about the team that's successful in your city. It, it, it means so much. And again, there's a generation that's never felt that. But I know that even with the Cubs World Series, the Sox World Series, to see the Bears and see the Hawks, it is so rewarding for us as sports fans when we see our teams win championships. Now, out of that, I love to see stars and Hall of Famers. That's what I want to see for our city. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Still to come, we'll take a look at some of the playoff teams around the NFL. I'm going to adopt a playoff team. I hope that you do as well. Hit us up on Twitter at ESPN1000. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. You're listening to Captain Jay Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Well, hi there, and welcome to Letters with George. I'm owner George, and Ryan and Matt are football guys. And we get letters from far and wide that asks questions about the new Chicago Bears. No, the season isn't what we thought it would be, but the new Chicago Bears are going to be great. (laughs) Well, we get letters that come in like this one. Ah, Sam from Swanee, Georgia. Sam says, Dear George, now that the Bears have a new president and Kevin Warren, what is the structure for the new Chicago Bears? Sam from Swanee, Georgia. Huh. Great question, Sam. Get my pen out. Dear Sam. Thank you for your interest in the new Chicago Bears. The structure of the Bears is my man Kev, Mr. Warren, reports to Jeff Joniak. Jeff Joniak reports to Tanisha Wade. Tanisha Wade reports to Coach Coach reports to Justin. Justin reports to Mr. Warren. And Mr. Warren reports to whomever he'd like. Thanks so much for your interest in the Chicago Bears. Signed, Owner George. Well, we'll just put this in an envelope. Lick it. Put a stamp on it. And send it off to the courier. Thanks so much, and go Bears! The new Chicago Bears. <laughs> I gotta learn the bus stop. It's Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, we got Shadow No Shot coming your way at 8 o'clock right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. We're going to adopt the playoff team. One team, I mean, this is going to be so much fun. The playoffs with Jacksonville and Kansas City, the Giants against Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Dallas, San Francisco. 
Uh, you just love when you have these teams, the best of the best out there. But I think the thing that resonates with me the most is is that we have young quarterbacks, new quarterbacks. It's it's not Brady. It's not Manning. You know, this is about what's next. This is kind of our topic here this morning about what's next for Chicago sports. The same thing with the NFL. When you have Joe Burrow back in there again, when you start to see Daniel Jones an opportunity, an opportunity for uh, Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles, to take a step, to, for Trevor Lawrence in this draft class that we are very familiar with uh, against Kansas City, it's just different. And then, of course, the Cinderella story of Brock Purdy as the quarterback for the 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys. It's, it writes itself. It's why the NFL's king. Even as a college football fan, I can't beat City Hall. Nothing beats the storylines of the National Football League. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. And uh, Gurney, here's Wallace with uh, Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Cap with the day off. What's going on, Wallace? Oh, you know, I was just thinking, and roughly, uh, circling back to that Bulls uh, and the Jordan thing, I think that um, the way Jordan was treated by uh, ownership uh, kept a lot of stars from wanting to even come to Chicago. They felt that since they treated Jordan that way, why should they come? And I think if he hadn't been played more into uh, the Bulls organization uh, at the end, that he could have influenced a lot of talent to come this way. But I think that, uh, that the way he, they treated him kind of, uh, kind of squashed us from having a lot of star powers that we could have had. Can I just tell you something, Wallace, in today? Think about the Bulls today. If Jordan, that era, was playing for this team, the influence now that NBA players have on management, that would never fly. The difference between that era and this era is is that it's the closest to 50-50 in sports when it comes to players and ownership or players and management. It's, it's a, a partnership more so than the owner or the general manager telling you where to go and who you're going to get traded to, and what you're going to do, and when you got all—it's—it's a—it's actually uh, different than most sports. Imagine this era where Jordan says, "I want my homie to be able to play with the Bulls," or "I want this guy," "I want this guy." Kraus, the general manager at the time, said, "You're not going to play with Walter Davis. You're not going to play with your your friends that you gamble with in the back of the bus or the back of the plane. We're bringing in players that we think is best." And somehow, some way, Jordan and the Bulls were still able to win. But imagine this era of NBA players and Jordan being in this era. He'd have all his guys there. And I don't know if that would be a good thing, quite frankly. Ask LeBron what it's like to just bring in just random guys you like. Hey, I saw this guy on TV. I want him on the team. I like Anthony Davis. I want him on the team. I want Russ. I want Rondo. That didn't work out well. I'm glad it went down the way it did because I was able to be alive to see six championships in eight years. Now, and I, They weren't going to win forever, but I love the six championships, and I was alive to see it and really enjoy it. Wallace, thanks for the phone call. Okay, it's Space. Space, what's your idea? Hoodie, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? What's cracking? Man, man, chilling. Hey, just just real quickly uh, to continue what you were saying, uh, when it comes to the era, I think the other thing about Jordan and them, they didn't want to play with their friends per se. They wanted to play against their friends you know it was about the competition you know we why team up and, and just what dominate the league no they wanted the competition so i think that's a big difference between the era also uh but yeah when it comes to a sports player that galvanized the city I, I can't say the cubs because people like me there is not a team in sports that i dislike more than the cubs you know uh, just to be honest uh-huh. so I, you know I, they didn't do it for me. I, the last team that 
done, it would probably be the Blackhawks with Jonathan Taines and, and Patrick Kane. I believe they kind of – they have people that didn't know anything about hockey or didn't even like hockey watching hockey. So, you know, they, they did a good job at getting the city under one accord. Uh, but I do believe that Justin has that ability. We have some – we have some future future prospects that can pretty much do it, I, I believe. The Sox got a good farm system coming up, man. I got to see some of the people that they got. We got Juan Uribe's son and a few other guys. Yeah. They're young, but expecting them to make some big splash impacts when they come up to the big leagues. And uh, Justin Field with Jack Sam- Oh, oh, Jack. <laughs> Jack Sanford, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we got, we got some potential guys that can uh, maybe do it for us. Uh, so right now it's – but really we're riding on Justin, man. That's, yeah. that's the guy. Space, I appreciate your telephone call. Um, so we're picking out um, teams that we're adopting. Can I just tell you, Shay, I know that sounds crazy. The three of us, Cap, you, and I, both have a ticket on the Buffalo Bills. And I could easily say, well, I'm adopting the Buffalo Bills. But can I just tell you that when it comes to teams that I'm adopting, I'm adopting the Eagles. The the Eagles are the only team in the National Football League to have a top three offense and a top three defense. And they've looked as elite as any team that I've seen over the last uh, 12 months. I mean, really. The way they're run by Howie Roseman, it's like Noah's Ark. They have two of everything that you need. And I, I think that they could, the Bears could be a model for this. Whatever you think of Jalen Hurts now, if you think he's top five, you think he's top ten, there's so much room to grow in this organization. I like it. I, I, if I'm going to adopt the team, I'll adopt the Eagles for this playoff push. I think this might get me in trouble. <laughs> I want to adopt the Cowboys. Oh, rolling the dice. Is this? It's an oddly likable Cowboys team. And, like, I feel like I keep seeing everybody say they hate Dak or they love seeing Dak fail or they just love seeing the Cowboys fail. This team is is weird in that I like watching it. Mm-hmm. They're dominant defensively. They have a really fun and creative running game with Tony Pollard. Uh, I like CeeDee Lamb a lot. I like what Dak's been able to do. The game on Monday night was incredible. So, aside from the turnovers, I like what Dak's been able to do. I, I kind of just feel like... The Cowboys finally winning with this team that you don't just hate. That's not like Tony Romo and Jason Garrett and <laughs> yeah. all this crap. Yeah. Like, I kind of like this team. I kind of want to see this version of them do well. And also, I've been bullish on them all year, and I'd like for that to pay off a little bit. Well, this is the best they've been in skill positions for a while, the Cowboys. That, that's why, you know, C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard run the football along with Zeke Elliott with this defense brings. And Dak Prescott will probably come into his own. I mean, you've already won one playoff game. Can they do it again? Just it, There's a big questions about the Cowboys. But as I said to Cap a few days ago, I'm just not going to fall for the okie doke just because over our shoulders they talk about the Cowboys 24-7, what they aren't versus what they could be. It's always what they aren't. Dak, what he isn't. And then Jerry Jones, what he isn't. All this stuff. Hey, man, at some point, you just have to play. And I know that everything falls at the feet of, uh, of their head coach. But I will tell you that this is the best I've seen the Cowboys in a long time from a skill position standpoint. So I totally understand why you, you would say them. Uh, because then you can stop talking about how bad they are and what they don't have. All right, in two minutes, we'll give you shot or no shot. And still to come, we'll have our picks on what we're going to go with because it is a football Friday. Cap and Jay Hood, two minutes on ESPN 1000.